This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The objects people choose to keep in their home define who they are. This is Objectified, Chris Jenner. This is what Kylie Jenner wore home from the hospital the day she was born. Oh. I'm Harvey Levin. This is the story of arguably one of the most famous moms on the planet who became the architect of one of the most visible and lucrative empires in entertainment. As a little girl, Chris dreamed of being a housewife and mom, but that fairy tale life with Robert Kardashian was short-lived. When he filed for divorce, that was pretty devastating for you. Oh, yeah. I went to the market one day, and, and my credit card didn't work. And I'm like, I can't even buy a tomato. Soon, a new man would catch her eye, Bruce Jenner, an American hero. And together, they would achieve fame and fortune. But not everything was picture perfect. You're going to make me psychotic. You already are psychotic. There was obviously a big secret that Bruce was holding. Caitlin now says, from the beginning, you knew. A newly single Chris navigated her entire family to unimaginable triumphs. 700 million followers who were influenced by you. Have you ever thought of using that to push a political agenda? Chris Jenner, the matriarch of the most famous family on the planet, who has taken every obstacle thrown her way and come out on top. Thank you so much for having How me here. You? Oh my God, it's so it good is, seeing you. Good to see you too. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm excited about the show. I'm excited about talking to you. Yeah? Even though I know you. I know, you know way too much about me. <laughs> but here's what, here's what I want to do today. Okay. I want to trace your life. We're going to use objects that you've kept and find oh those building blocks along the way that turned you into Kris Jenner. Well, I'm 62 years old, so this might take hours. Okay, well, <laughs> let's do it. Okay, let's, let's go. So tell me what this is. That's Annabelle. Okay, hi, Annabelle. That is my baby, Annabelle. My mom and my dad gave this to me when I went into the hospital when I was seven, and I had an operation on my leg because I had a bone tumor. I know about that. I know you do, because you read everything, didn't you? Yes, I You're did. You're very well prepared. But that this is what I got, and this got me through my little surgery. And she, in a way, we're going to get into the bone tumor, but in a way, she symbolizes overcoming obstacles. I guess that's why I keep her handy and always with me, because she's very comforting. I'm going to take you back to La Jolla. OK. What, it was kind of a middle-class upbringing? Uh-huh, yes. Um, was born and raised in San Diego. And my parents got divorced when I was seven. And I was really close to my grandparents. So eventually, my mom moved in across the street from my grandparents. Sound familiar? Yes. And, um, and so my grandmother and my grandfather and my mom um, raised me and my sister, Karen. And we never felt like we were missing one thing. We had a lot of love, and we had everything we ever wanted. and. You know, it was a great childhood. Your mom was a big influence on you. Yes. And it's funny because the more I know about your mom, the more I see you are your mother's daughter. <laughs> She's great. She's the best. She spends a lot of time up here now, so that makes me happy. Tell me about her as your role model growing up. Well, I think 
My mom and my grandmother were very much alike because they were workaholics. They loved to work, they loved business, they, you know, they loved fashion. So they kind of, you know, taught me and then I taught my kids, I guess, that, you know, it's the way you present yourself to the world. It was very important to my mom, you know, to get up in the morning and, you know, put on her, you know, Sunday best and, and my grandmother would say, I can't go anywhere until I put my face on. <laughs> She was a fashionista. So, your yeah. Mom. And to this day, if I see my mom and she's not dressed to the nines, it's it would be like, are you okay? You know, are you feeling all right? But my grandmother had a candle store in La Jolla. And when I was about 12 or 13, instead of going to the beach in the summer with all my friends, in order to get to the beach, I had to go to the candle store and work for a little while helping her wrap gifts and restocking merchandise, and she really taught me the ropes. I know everything you could possibly want to know about a candle. And donuts, by the way. And donuts. You worked in a donut but, store. Yeah, I did. Well, when I worked in the donut store, my job was scraping the, the glaze off of the floor with a glaze scraper. Wow, you started at the school. bottom, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I scraped glaze, and I was so proud of that job because I was saving, at that time, I was saving for a bicycle, and then I was saving for a car one day. You know, I had these dreams and I would set goals for myself at 13. You have a mother who is a fashionista, who is a working mom, who has a work, a strong work ethic. Yes. And all of these things are not only embodied in you as an adult, but you pass them on to your children. That's yeah. a pretty straight line there. You go out there and you get it. You design it and you start doing your homework and your due diligence. You just have to put your mind to it, that's all. You said something interesting once. Girls my age were thinking about the prom. I was thinking the prom. I wanna get married and have six kids. True, so true. When I was 16, all I wanted to do was have six kids. Isn't that crazy? Well, it's crazy to me because <laughs> I'm hearing two different Kris Jenners. I'm hearing a Kris Jenner who wants nothing more than to get married and have six kids. Mm -hmm. And then I'm hearing about a Kris Jenner who is interested in business, work ethic, you know, uh, going into the candle store, doing a good job. Mm -hmm. And I'm here like to say you can do both. You know, and that's the, the message that I gave my children and my girls when they were growing up. Um, I want to get back to... Annabelle? Annabelle. Okay. So when you were young, you had a bone tumor, and my mm -hmm. understanding is there was a chance you were going to lose a leg. That's what they told my mom. They, they, the technology in those days was they couldn't tell if it was cancerous or not until they got in there, and if it was, they were going to have to amputate. When I woke up, everyone was so happy. I'm like, why are they so happy? Right, because they knew. Yeah. I didn't really understand at the time the impact of what was going on around me and how lucky I was to have survived that. And I think that uh, it gave me something to be grateful for years later. Yeah. Tell me what's in your hand. This is a necklace that I had when I was 17 years old. And it's, this is like so goofy. It says, oh, <laughs> we'll say, oh, and crap. I thought, for the, oh, crap. Yeah. yeah, oh, crap. So this was something that I found in a little store when I was shopping with my girlfriends, and I thought it was so edgy, and I probably, I was a little bit of a rebel for a minute and thought it would be just cool. You were a rebel? Well, I, I guess, because I bought this, and Ooh. I actually wore it. That's like the worst <laughs> thing. I was like a wild teenager. So um, I was wearing this necklace when I met Robert Kardashian. 
Really? And I was 17 years old. He came up to me looking like Tony Orlando, you know, <laughs> with uh, high platform shoes. I actually the see The whole that. night. No, 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 I actually no, see that. No, the whole night. Yeah. And he had a suit on and he was at the racetrack with his dad and his brother. And he came up and, you know, had some smooth line. <laughs> 1975, I think. Over the period of a couple of months of talking to him on the phone, we kind of had a friendship. And it was really cool. And I thought, I, this guy's, I like this guy. But I had a boyfriend. I think you so had a fiance. Was, yeah, well, kind of, sort of, yeah. He was a golfer, right? Yes. So yeah. you're going out with this golfer, mm -hmm. kind of, sort of, his Kind of, sort fiance. of, his fiance. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start dating Robert. Yeah, well, yeah. Robert was, a, he was irresistible. Robert was a born-again Christian. Uh-huh. That created issues, didn't it? With who? With you, with premarital sex, with... Oh, well, you know what? That kind of went back and forth. It was really interesting. Like, you know, for a couple months, that would be something that just naturally happened, and then a few months it would be, nah, this is, we shouldn't be doing this, and you know, so. Did you, did you actually have to leave the house because that became an issue at a point? I did, for about, I don't know, just a couple months. I married Robert when I was 22 years old and had, I got pregnant on my honeymoon. And believe me, all the Armenian ladies were counting. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, and thank God I had Courtney nine months, two weeks, and two days, I think, to the day that, you know, I was married. Wow. I just think that it was meant to be. I had the happiest life I, you could have dreamt about. But when you're in something, you are, sometimes people think the grass is always greener. And that was like what I think I went through at some point. When I look back on it now, probably one of my biggest regrets in my life is that that marriage fell apart. Part you do stupid things when you're young and, you know, not experienced with relationships. And that's not an excuse, it's just to say that just young and dumb. And you had an affair with a soccer player and... I did, I did, which wasn't nothing I'm proud of. You know, it's something that happened that, um, I think everything, I have to live my life and feeling really good about some of my choices. Did I love that choice? No, but I feel like it led me to another place where I then had Kendall and Kylie. So I always have to look back and go, that was, I guess, unfortunately, the way it was supposed to go. When he filed for divorce, that was pretty devastating for you. Yeah, because it made it real. Like, you think you're gonna come through this period I thought, and everything is gonna be okay, and then all of a sudden it wasn't. So that was really hard for me. And it was also hard in the money department. Oh yeah, I was, I didn't have anything. I went to the market one day and, and my, you know, credit card didn't work. I had a market credit card and I'm like, I can't even buy a tomato. You know, I was like, I, I gotta figure this out. So that's when I knew that I had to figure out a life that you don't depend on anyone else. That gave me great strength. Do you think, looking back, the reality show in some way sunk the marriage? No, uh, no. There was um, obviously a big secret that Bruce was holding. Caitlin now says, from the beginning, you knew. I love this. So this is what Kylie Jenner 
wore home from the hospital the day she was born. Oh. And it's a little gown, so it's a whole set. So I love these. I used to get these for all my kids when they came home from the hospital. And I can't even believe, I don't want to tell you how many times that is, but I should have my own wing there by now, <laughs> like the Kris Jenner maternity wing. But this is a little blanket, and then the bonnet and the cap, whichever, you get a choice, and the little gown. Oh my god! Isn't that sweet? That's Kylie's gown. This is Kylie, and Kylie, I gave all of her baby stuff to her when she got pregnant with Stormy. And Stormy wears and this? And Stormy wore it home from the hospital. Oh, God. For, to bring on, you know, to carry on the tradition. Okay, so you're 35 years old. Yep. You are divorced and single again. Mm -hmm. And you swear off men. Uh-huh, I did. <laughs> I did. And I swore off men, and uh, two weeks later, Candace Garvey and her husband Steve called and said, have we got a guy for you? <laughs> and met Bruce Jenner. Two weeks later. Yeah, two weeks after I said, I'm never going out with another guy again. <laughs> I'm done with men. So what was it that made Bruce swear you back on men? Well, we went out on a date, and we went to the Ivy at the Shore with Candace and Steve and had a great dinner and just clicked and ended up five months later getting married. How did your kids react when you get divorced, you suddenly meet this guy, and you are a unit. Well, Courtney wore black for a year in protest. Really? Yeah, wouldn't talk to him. So she was definitely daddy's girl. Was Kim? Kim was very respectful and kind and yeah, but he eventually won them over. You really became a businesswoman when you and Bruce got married. Well, we got married, and I really didn't have anything, and I think he had $200 in the bank. So you learn really quickly that with four kids and you have to feed everybody, and everybody needs a place to live, that you're gonna figure it out. I went to a motivational speech that he did for the Boy Scouts of America. I firmly believe that all of us, every person on this earth was, has a champion that lives down deep inside of him that can come up with tremendous things to overcome tremendous obstacles, whether in the business world or in the personal life. Why do I believe that? I believe it because I've seen it in my life. And it was fantastic, really good. And I, I said, you should be on like a tour. You need to be doing this everywhere. And he goes, well, I've done this, you know, for years. But he was doing like two a year at that point or whatever it was, not a lot. We made press kits. I had a Xerox machine going at <laughs> 90 miles an hour in my office and put together press kits and sent out thousands. We mailed thousands of kits to every major company in America um, about Bruce's speaking abilities and, you know, we made a tape. I'm so interested in this because I can't tell whether this, the skills of business were developed because you thought, I want to be a businesswoman or whether this was sheer survival. I was both. I think at first it was survival you know i had to adjust my even my 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 parenting skills had to adjust because now my time had to be allocated much differently so when i suddenly switched from one thing to another I, it was an adjustment and you but you liked it loved it loved it every night when i went to bed and i put my head on the pillow i felt so satisfied once again i was like this is amazing so you had great kids a bunch of them a bunch and then you decided to have more 
I did. How come? Um, I just, you know, I still had that dream of six kids. I just, And I that was a dream children. as a child? 16 years old. You wanted six? Yeah. Yeah, I really wanted more babies. Do you think, looking back, the reality show in some way sunk the marriage? You are really like a teenager. You have no idea what you're talking about. Chris Lately is getting a little bit out of hand. She lashes out on the people that love her the most. I am going to lose my You're going to make me psychotic. You already are psychotic. I'm leaving right now. No, oh, no, not at all. I don't think it had anything to do with the marriage. I think that doing the reality show was probably the best thing that we ever did. I think the reality show probably gave all of us sanity. There was um, obviously a big secret that Bruce was holding. Mm -hmm. Caitlin now says, from the beginning, you knew. I promised my kids that this is something that I'm not speaking on anymore. What I will say is, you know, you just have to be logical and think about it. You're not gonna, you know, build a life with somebody and spend 25 years being married if at the end of the day, somebody wants something completely <laughs> you know, the opposite that you signed up for. So, you know, I just want at this point for, um, you know, everyone to be very happy. You are their manager. Mm -hmm. And you get a cut of what they make as a manager. I do. Have you ever thought about what might happen if one of them says, Mom, you're fired? On November 30th, 2015, Kylie launched her first three lip kits called Candy K, Dolce K, and True Brown, and this started her empire. Yeah. She had a plan for Kylie Cosmetics when she was 17 and said, okay, mom, I want you to sit down. I finally figured out what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I'm like, whoa, okay. And she said, it's gonna be makeup. I wanna do my own makeup, and I wanna do a lip kit, and this is what I wanna do, and these are the three colors. She had meetings, she knew exactly who she wanted and what she wanted, and executed it, and I think it was, you know, 10 minutes later, her product was sold out. Now it's sold out. In less than 30 minutes. That was it. Yeah, yeah. 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 that is I think you've just launched an empire. I want to get into how you built this empire. When did you get the TV bug? <laughs> well, uh, my one of my best friends is Kathy Lee Gifford. And Kathy Lee and I go back 40 years. And she's the godmother, her and Frank Gifford, who passed away, are the godparents of Kendall and Kylie. And for years, um, I mean, I'm going back to probably Robert Kardashian days. She used to say, you guys have a TV show. This is also, you know, you're so funny and you know everybody and nobody would believe what goes on around here. A friend of mine, Dina Katz, was over at the house having dinner and she said, you know, Ryan Seacrest is looking for a producing partner and a, and a show to do. I'd like you to go talk to him. And I said, great. So I had a meeting with Ryan and he loved the idea and took it to E and they loved it. And I think 30 days later we were filming. Wow. So it was really a whirlwind. I'm Kris Jenner. Because I'm the mom. I'm the mom and Kim's manager. Okay, Kim, it's your world. I just live in it. Say what you want, but I know what's best for my kids. Where did you learn the ropes of negotiation? Because that is a, <laughs> that is a skill 
that eludes lawyers and even you know people in business day to day. How did you develop that? I think I had the opportunity to grow up and be very close to and have intimate access to people like Terry Simmel and especially Irving Azoff and just different people over the years in my life who were studio heads and managers. It was self-taught, but by osmosis, it was like being in meetings and at people's homes. So this is you as, you as a housewife just kind of soaking it in, watching these people. Yeah. I didn't realize I was paying attention. Right. And I was so interested all the time with, you know, what was going on behind the scenes and at the meetings and how life worked and who was doing what. Did um, people underestimate you as a business person when you started doing this? Probably. I was very unsteady on my feet for a while trying to figure it out. But when I became more comfortable in my own shoes and started to have a little bit of success, then I realized, oh, this is amazing. Like this is, I can do this. And then once I figured it out and got my confidence and, and self-taught myself, self-taught business, self-taught business management, management of a client who happened to be my kid. So that's like, trust me, that's not sometimes the greatest position because you know, you do something wrong and then you get yelled at. Right. Well. <laughs> And no. you're still their parent no matter what right, happens in business. Right, right, right. So it's a little tricky. It's a tightrope. Mom, it's but your job. I'm seeing this. As my no, manager. It's a no, I'm not PR. No, well, no. calm down. This is the first no, time I've seen these it's questions. No, it's not. It's not the first time I've. <sighs> One day, Mom, I'm going to get from? someone new to run my <laughs> And I tell you this all the time. And you never change. I'm not going to read this to you, but these are the businesses that your family is involved in right now, businesses you've created. There are so many of them. <laughs> I mean, television shows, cosmetics, clothing lines, all this stuff. At a point, is it dangerous to have a business with a family where you lose kind of the core of, you know, this is my family versus these are my business partners? No, you don't. Not in my case. I've never felt so excited about doing things with my family and then on the flip side never felt so close to my family you are their manager mm -hmm. and you get a cut of what they make as a manager i do have you ever thought about what might happen if one of them says mom you're fired i have that's actually happened in the very beginning i probably got fired a few times you know but um for a day <laughs> But what Until if it... Kim started doing it on her own and went, never mind, yeah. I love you. Hi, you've reached the office of Kris Jenner, Kim Kardashian's former manager. If you'd like to get Mom. a hold of my ungrateful daughter, Mom. you can call her on her personal and private cell phone. But what if it really happens? What if mm -hmm. one of them says, look, I've got to do this on my own, or you have a conflict and one of them does this because it happens in business. Mm -hmm. And then you have to maintain the relationship of parent and child. I don't, I, first of all, if that happens, and who knows, maybe someday it will. But if that happens, I think that I am, I am very level-headed and I'm a businesswoman and they've got to do what's best for them. I'm obsessed with politics and I'm thinking 700 million followers who are influenced by you. Have you ever thought of using that to push a political agenda? Because you could probably get people elected and voted out of office if you really put your mind to it. I think we certainly could make a difference in other areas, 
But right now my focus is on philanthropy for the kids and teaching them how to give back. Can we take that as a maybe? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna ask you about your kids because everybody knows about your kids. Your kids are famous. So I'm gonna ask you questions okay. um, that I don't know about. Who are you the tightest with? <laughs> it depends on the day. Overall. Overall. Okay, tell me about the trinkets. <laughs> I have hundreds of these, by the way. These are little things. This is, Courtney made that. Chloe made this. These are my little gifts that I got that my kids have made me over the years, like for Mother's Day and for, you know, holidays and for my birthday at school. That says, Dear Mom, I love you and hope you have a good Mother's Day. Love, Kim, in 1991. Oh, wow. Isn't that cute? I think that so many people, and I, part of this, that so many people think, my God, the Kardashians are a business now. But looking beyond the business, I can't think of a family in Hollywood that I know of that is as tight and loving as yours. It's an amazing family. I'm really blessed. So lucky and so much love. We're all so supportive of one another. We help each other, you know, through thick and thin. There's good days and bad days, and we're always there to build each other up. And I think that's what you have to do. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this food that we have in front of us, our safety and our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You are a great caregiver. She's very monotone with Jesus. I'm not going to ask you about your kids because everybody knows about your kids. Your kids are famous. So I'm going to ask you questions. Okay. Um, that I don't know about. Okay. And I know a lot about your kids. Okay, yeah, uh, you do. The most ambitious of all of them. Kim. Why? I think Kim, well, these days it's probably Kim and Kylie, but Kim is definitely an entrepreneur at heart. She's always got a new idea and a new business she wants to create and is very excited about life. My day starts at 4 a.m. and the first person I'm gonna hear from is Kim. Best business sense. Best business sense of the kids? Mm hmm Gosh. I don't know. Maybe Kylie. I thought you were gonna say that. Yeah, I think Kylie. She's pretty amazing. She really surprised me. Who enjoys the spotlight the most? The spotlight. Not Kendall, not Kylie. Courtney and Chloe really probably Kim. Probably Kim, she enjoys it in a good way, I think a healthy way. She knows, you know, when she wants to talk about something and she's she's very smart about it. So far I'm guessed right on everyone. Okay, good. Okay. Good. I feel like we're on a game show. This may this is this may be problematic for you to answer. Who are you the tightest with? <laughs> it depends on the day. Overall. Overall. Overall, you're so smart. You know, it's equally, like, right now it happens to be, I think, Chloe, because she just had a baby. Right. So I've been, you know, communicating with her, like, 12 times a day. Rob has had some issues over the years with weight and depression, and I'm wondering, because he's the sole male, uh -huh. does that play into this at all? Well, I think he had a really, the hardest time when his dad died. 
And I think that that really had an effect on him. And then he's been through some ups and downs with relationships. And I think Rob is, he's, first of all, he's doing great. And he's such a great kid, but he's very sensitive, you know, and takes so much to heart. I just want my baby to learn the type of like Armenian values that like dad always kind of put onto us. I want to be like my dad and do the things that we did, you know, cooking and food and family. He's doing better. He's, yeah. Good. He is. How are you going to feel when this really becomes an empty nest? Um, because parents worry about that. But they've moved out, but they really haven't moved out, have they? They never move out. They always come back. But here's the thing. I got this all figured out now. The secret sauce is grandchildren. Because now I have nine <laughs> grandchildren. So that's six kids, nine grandchildren. That's a lot of human beings. You've got them tethered to this house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are not going anywhere. And that makes me really, really happy. Everybody talks about Kim's sex tape. That was a hard thing to go through. It was devastating. They say, that made you famous. Does <laughs> that bother you? The object for this is the house, and kind of where we're sitting right now, too, because there's a lot of stuff that goes down when you have a big family and there's drama on a daily. Don't be rude. Are you kidding me? I God, swear to God, stop. don't be what are you throw doing? the thing on me. I'll hurt you. Don't do that. Stop. Oh my God. There's a lot of drama in our family, as you guys well know. <laughs> so this is where everybody comes to talk it out, hug it out, you know, reconvene, relax, wind down, have a barbecue, go swimming, just have a family powwow, an emergency family meeting. Can I go through some of those stumbles with you? Okay, how fun. <laughs> Festive. Well, everybody talks about Kim's sex tape, and they say, that made you famous. Does that <laughs> bother you? You know, I can't control what other people say, and obviously that was a hard thing to go through. The thing I learned from that is that you can get through anything as a family. And I think that that, you know, that was obviously a real hard time for any mom. It was devastating. You know, their life in front of the cameras, uh, Kim's wedding to Chris Humphreys on television, specials. I pronounce you husband and wife. Chris, you may kiss your bride. <laughs> 72 days later, it blew up yeah. and got really ugly. Yeah. And that got an enormous amount of publicity. It did. And it was, that must have been tough. It was really tough. It was another hard time to go through where um, Kim was devastated, you know, about how it all played out. I fell in love with a guy, and, like, it's not what I thought it would be. Everyone sees I'm a different person. I'm such a bitch. Like, I'm just not myself, and I'm not happy, and it happened way too fast. I didn't know him. She was here with me, and, you know, again, just trying to get through a really bad time together. And she stayed here, and things just happened to work themselves out, but, you know, as they do. But you just have to get through it and hopefully learn from the experience. Alamo, 
give you this ring. Give you this ring. As a promise and symbol. As a promise and symbol. Of my heart and faithfulness. Of my heart and faithfulness. And each day of my life. And each day of my life. I will be faithful to you. I will be faithful to you. When Chloe married Lamar, it happened in a nanosecond. It did. Yeah. Did that concern Nine you? Nine days. Did that? Um, actually, it didn't. It felt so natural for the two of them. I fell totally in love with Lamar. I mean, it was such a great time in all of our lives. And the whole thing, to have that in the way it did, was obviously very sad for all of us, you know, especially me, because I really believed in him. But, you know, addiction is a terrible thing. And I didn't know anything about it, really. It broke my heart, just broke my heart. And just because of the downfall of what happened. Mm -hmm. I think that Chloe is less stressed out because she's here and she can be at the hospital every day and maybe well, still sleep at home. I don't think she was home. leaving his side. She would have never left. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying, so. Yeah, it's better. And now Chloe has, you know, is at the time we're talking, dealing with a lot of fallout with Tristan. Maybe your family should swear off basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I do know is that she's so in love with her daughter and her little girl. And, you know, she's doing her best um, trying to figure out, you know, what being a mom is like. And she's got her focus on her daughter. Interested in Kanye, um, who nobody would have predicted um, before he married Kim that he would become, you know, such a, you know, doting father and husband, it just, it, it was surprising to a lot of people. He's the best, he's the best dad, and he's a doting father, loves those kids more than anything, loves Kim, they have a great relationship, they live across the street. When he had his medical issues um, a couple of years ago, um, your family really rallied around him. Always. And my other And my other job, <laughs> watching watching that, um, I don't know how he would have done without you guys. You know what, I think we're just all lucky and, and I keep saying this, but just extremely blessed to have each other. I mean, this is, you know, you have one beautiful short life and so you get through it the best you can and when you have one another to share it with and to be so close to, you know, there's 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 no other option for us. We're just there when we need each other. And then finally, Chris, you've had so many successes. <laughs> well, you have. I mean, you've had. I don't know. The one thing I can think of that didn't work out great mm -hmm. was the talk show you tried. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Jenner. The talk show was always my dream. It was a summer fill-in for another show that had got taken off the air. And I remember arriving to work and there, my name was on the side of the building. I was like, oh my God, this is really happening. I had the time of my life. I really, you were on the talk show. Chris, you put me in a dunk tank. <laughs> Well, that's where you belonged at the time, Harvey. <laughs> that's where you belonged that day. 
You've had a lot of scary situations with stalkers. One of the toughest things about being a celebrity is all of the security that we now have to have. Kim's robbery in Paris, which was so hard, that taught us a lot of lessons. Wow, she looms over us. She does. She's. This is my pride and joy, her first Vogue cover. It's really beautiful. Isn't it great? Yeah. This was one of her biggest accomplishments as a model, um, working with Vogue and Anna Wintour. When I saw this, I cried. I just cried. It was just like her dream come true. And this is Kendall Jenner, the face that launched a billion likes. Did you ever dream about being a celebrity as a kid? I didn't. I just dreamed about being a mom. Hmm. It didn't really occur to me until Bruce and I got married and we started doing infomercials. And that was a lot of fun. Well, I knew we were coming to Barcelona and I wanted to look my best. So I ate a sensible diet and worked out on the stepper at home or in the office for about 15 minutes a day. What's the biggest perk of being a celebrity? The biggest perk, oh my goodness. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna lie. It really doesn't make me sad not to stand in line at Disneyland. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I I'm knew you were lie. gonna say that. <laughs> I love that part. Or, you know, having a little bit of special treatment when you have a party for 15, you know, for dinner. What's the biggest pitfall? I think for me and my family, um, the pitfall and the negativity around the social media stuff. I think for me, it's bullies, people that judge unfairly when they don't even know you. You've had a lot of scary situations with stalkers where people have yeah, come that, onto your property. That's probably the worst, you're right. That's the worst part of, you know, that's interesting because I block that kind of stuff. I try not to focus on all that stuff, but one of the toughest things about being a celebrity is all of the security that we now have to have, which is extraordinary, and all the times that somebody has tried to, you know, break into a house, Kim's robbery in Paris, which was so hard that I still haven't been back. You know, and that was my one of my favorite cities in the world. What I think happened now, after like thinking about it so much, is that there was probably a group of guys that were following us the entire trip. I was Snapchatting that everyone was going out and that I was there by myself. Kim has been so strong for the rest of us but that taught us a lot of lessons. It's all replaceable, none of it matters. Just you. Do you ever just wanna go out looking like crap? Yes, <laughs> yes, I do actually. Funny you should mention that, I would love to do that. But you really can't, can you? Well, you know. It's kind of off brand. It's, no, it's not that it's off brand. Here's what happens, if I go like to the market and I have no makeup on in my sweats, then you have all those people who go, will you just take one picture? And then you've got this picture, right. because of the negativity, like posted on the internet going, doesn't Kris Jenner look like <laughs> Or, you know, she's old, or, you know, I don't, wanna, I don't want any negative stuff. So that's kind of a drag. You have used your celebrity and your family has to do some pretty great things. And you're doing something in Watts right now. Yes. It's really meaningful. Yeah, at the Watts Community Center. Thank you guys all so much for welcoming us into your community, and we're so proud that you guys get to see really all the amazing things my mom and Corey have done to set up this center. Justin, who I met, um, and just 
fell in love with because he took a situation and a space down in Watts in Los Angeles that all these kids and families depended on, especially for after school activities and the community and the city, you know, we're gonna take it away because of funding. So our, my passion right now is refurbishing the community center, which we've got a real good start on. And now I want to build a baseball field and a playground and, you know, the sky's the limit. So we're getting together some friends and hopefully pull, pull this together. But it's such a great cause. And, and, you know, every one of us has that, which I love about my family, is everybody's got something that they're really passionate about, that they really want to make a difference. I am so happy and honored Aww. that you did this with me, and I really mean that. Thank you, Harvey. I really, really mean that. Thank you for doing Thank this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you, Thank Thank you so you. much. Thank you.